So what, we watch anime. So what, we play leak. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what, we stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Read and Entertainment Podcast, episode 39 for January 31st, 2016. Joining me this week is Andrew Aroa McFain. Yeah, it's almost February. Yay! Are you going to do anything for Valentine's Day? <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny. No, I'm going to take that as a no. Yeah, no, I haven't I haven't done anything for Valentine's Day since the last time that I was forced to give out Valentine cards at grade school. Oh. So so you have a girlfriend though. You does she not like Valentine's Day? No. Good. Both of us hate it because it's stupid. It is stupid. I will not be doing anything for Valentine's Day either, as we spoke about earlier. Right. Uh, <laughs> um but but of course I'm Nathan Reinspruth, host of the podcast, here with Andrew Roa McFain. What games have you been playing this last week? Uh I played something yesterday. Uh I don't Rainbow remember. Six, what it was. Rainbow Six Siege and uh, the Division. Yeah, I played the Division beta with you and uh, John. Yep. Um, that's shaping up to be pretty good, I think. And I just got into the Division beta. What? I This morning, I got into the Division beta for oh. the Xbox One. Oh, okay. And I was like, well, I, I don't need this, so I just <laughs> posted it on Twitch or on uh, Twitter and let somebody snag it. Yeah. Like, whatever, I don't care. Uh, I've been playing Siege and with you and John and uh, that. Uh, otherwise, I haven't really been playing anything. On, well, I've been playing a lot more Smash lately. No, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get good with a couple of characters. Uh, me and Tyler and maybe the rest of my local friends are going to try to have a Smash night uh, this week. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. So, um, trying to get good with Little Mac and Mewtwo. I suck with Little Mac. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like Katie was like, was he just an easy character to play as? I was like, no. If anything, he's he's kind of hard because if he falls off, you're dead. Yeah, he like, doesn't like, really. Yeah, he has no recovery capability at all. So it, it's a very interesting character. But I, him and Mewtwo are both very much glass cannons, and that's kind of the, like the kind of gameplay that i like to do so oh okay and i've also been playing around i got an android wear watch and i'm kind of not really feeling it to be honest oh yeah see i don't we've discussed this before i don't get the smartwatch thing yeah like i get it to a point but this thing honestly doesn't do anything more than my pebble did except for i can ask it questions um and it has it gets like I, I have to actually plug it in like at least once a day. And it's supposed to get two days of battery life, but it doesn't. Um you can't use it in the shower because if you get one drop of water on the screen while you're using it, it just the touch screen just goes all to shit. Like it's unusable. Oh, okay. And that's like an important thing for me. I use it to control my music while I'm in the shower. Yeah. Like it, there's just a lot about it that it doesn't really ma- it doesn't really measure up to something that costs a fraction of the price cuz i got i got a uh, a sony smartwatch 3 
and it was a hundred bucks because it was refurbished. Right. But normally, normally it's like two hundred fifty dollars. Um, and my Pebble cost me a hundred bucks, and that was brand new a year ago. Now I think you can get it for like fifty, and it's so much more worth it because you get a, a you get like almost a week's worth of battery life out of it, and it's waterproof, like more waterproof than the smartwatch. Like it's just all around better. It costs way less. Like, yeah, I'm probably gonna return it and just go back to using a pebble, honestly. And you and you never had to take the pebble off your off your wrist. Um, yeah, other than just to charge it once a week. Oh, um, I'm just making fun of your post. Oh, you're making fun of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been wearing it for a year. Oh, that's Pretty a lady at Ace Hardware. <laughs> uh, was she working there? Yeah, she's a cashier. Mm. That's said, why she was talking to you. Well, she said she liked my watch, and I wasn't thinking about it because I never know. I never know if people are commenting on the fact that it looks like a smartwatch, or if they're commenting on the fact that I I have a Star Trek watch face. Oh. So like I I never know, and I didn't know how to respond because I'm already incredibly bad at social things. So I just went. Uh, I haven't taken it off in in almost a year. It's it's fantastic. And she's just like that's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, it looks except for when I have to charge it. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta I gotta charge it. I mean, but I'm I'm gonna leave now. I'm so glad I already have a girlfriend that's well aware of how stupid I am. <laughs> um, so so Super Smash Brothers, Rainbow Six Siege, and the Division. Yep. And you're going to get The Division, right? When that comes out? Uh, it kind of looks like it, yeah. Because John's, John's getting it. That's another guy we play with. Yeah, John's getting it, and that's that's a big thing for me. I would not want to play it by myself, like, at all. Right. Because the Dark Zones are, like, a pretty big part, and I would not want to solo those. But, yep. Are you going to get it? I, I'm, I'm leaning towards it. I kind of have to save up a lot of money, so... Oh, yeah, because you're... <clears throat> Making big life events here soon. Uh, it's annoying. Uh, I hate <laughs> I hate moving so much. Yeah. So uh, after I get my, I'm gonna get about two thousand dollars saved up in my savings account, and then after that, I'm gonna start actually spending money again. Well, I might start paying off my credit cards though. Whatever, you know. Fuck <laughs> it. Uh, so I've been playing uh, the Division, Rainbow Six Siege. And uh, Binding of Isaac, and I was playing Binding of Isaac before the podcast, just for a couple hours. And I was sitting there, and I'm playing Binding of Isaac, and I get a new follower. I'm like, yeah! And then I get another new follower. I'm like, yeah! And I'm like, so I started out with 542 followers, and I was like, sweet, I'm going to be up to like 544, or something like that. Yeah. And I refresh the stream, and it's like five forty one. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then it like ref- then I refreshed again. And it went up to five forty three, but I was still like, "What the hell?" Like, all right, I gained two followers. Why did I lose one? Like, I <laughs> three people must have. One of one of them was a bot. And they they took it away. Probably. Yeah, I'd imagine. Now, I'm sure that a majority of my YouTube subscribers are just that. That's what I am. Yeah. You are a bot? Yep, I'm a bot. <laughs> I'm a botanist. Uh Binding of Isaac is fun. I yeah. I really enjoy it. 
Um, I when I got it, I didn't really play it very much, and then recently I've gotten really into it. So, you everyone should play it, especially people that think that they wouldn't like it because they're dumb. Yeah, it's uh, it's totally worth uh, trying out if you can get it on sale. Yep. Um, I think I think it's totally worth like at least giving it a shot because it's uh, it's one of those roguelite games. Right. And those appeal to a surprising number of people. Yeah, I I like them just because they're nice and easy to pick up, and they're still challenging. Yeah. So and you can just be like, okay, well I'm done, and after you die, you're just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, and, and in Rebirth, it saves on every floor, so you don't even have to like do your whole run all at once if you're really that, you know. Right, that's what I did. Things. That's what I did uh, yesterday when we went to go play Rainbow Six. I think I was like, yeah. "Oh, well, I'm I'm done playing this for now." And then I started up again and beat the run. Uh, let's talk about some stories, though. We actually have a lot to talk about today. Nothing, yeah, we... nothing really big. Um, and we'll save the biggest, most annoying one for last. You know which one I'm talking about. And let's talk about yours. EA. EA is not going to be at E3 this year. Yeah, this is uh, something a lot of people have been discussing, uh, what the ramifications of it are. Um, personally, I think that it it's uh, kind of EA taking yet another step in the direction that Nintendo went in a while back um, whenever they stopped going to E3 and doing their big presentation and just having their Nintendo Direct thing. Right. The The Nintendo Direct I actually really like. Yeah. Um, and it's cheaper for them, so why not do it? Exactly. And that's that's what I think EA is thinking, is that why should we pay this external company all this money to set up a big event at their convention center whenever we can pay, you know, the conventions, uh, a different convention center directly, get more floor space for less money, you know. Um, right. And this kind of goes along with something that uh, I've been reading for the last few years, which is that E3 is kind of on its way down, like, like out. So E3 died for a while. Did it? Yep. Uh, can't remember when, but it was like over ten years ago, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my buddy Tom was talking about that, where they they stopped being in L.A. or something. They like made it a lot more private, and everyone hated it. Right. Yeah. Everyone hated it for some reason, and it kind of died for a while. Like it was it was done for a couple years, I think, and then they brought it back. Yeah, and I. I personally think that that's kind of the direction this is looking in. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have all these competitors all fighting each other in one big convention center where they have to set up all these separate schedules and everything and and all paying some larger marketing company to do all this. Uh, I think Bethesda and Nintendo on their own have, have already kind of shown that you don't have to be part of E3 to still make a big impact. And especially if you don't have to play or, you know, play the game with, with fucking the company that owns E3, you don't have to do whatever they want you to do. Like, I think it's a lot easier for both the, the publishers and, and for like people that go to these kind of events 
to uh, to kind of roll with that instead of instead of going with with whoever owns E3. I don't know what company owns them. You don't know what company owns E3? Yeah. I don't either. So, uh, you know, I I like E3. I like sitting there and having all the news kind of coming out at once. That's always pretty nice. But I kind of agree with you that they could just do it a lot easier if they have their own thing. Like what you said earlier with Bethesda, they did their their what uh, their conference last year. Yeah, their, where their they, press conference. I yeah, 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 their press conference where they just had, uh, you know, Doom and Fallout and what was the other one? Overwatch or? No, that's that was Blizzard. Oh, that's Blizzard. What is their MOBA-like uh, game that they're coming out with? Or I guess it's not. I guess it's not a MOBA. It's like Team Fortress Two, like their version of Team Fortress Two. Bethesda's doing one of those. I thought so. Uh, Gigantic? Oh, Battle Cry. Battle Cry. Yeah, that's totally Team Fortress 2. Yeah. Uh, but they did you, all those. You can also tell how much of an impact that made, considering I completely forgot it existed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but they did. So they did all those, and they didn't have to pay a ton of money. Because I know that whenever you go to any conference. You have to pay a ton of money to basically just be like, "Hey, please, uh, please like my game." Yeah, buy buy game. Yes, yes, please buy game. So the fact that they're able, I think E three or EA is such a big company that even though everyone hates EA for some reason, I don't have a problem with EA. But apparently, they are the worst company in America two years in a row. Yeah. Even even going against Bank of America, <laughs> which literally destroyed the economy. Yeah. EA is worse. Yeah. Because they make their employees work hard. <laughs> and make shitty games. Yeah, I mean that's. That's just that's what happened. That's that's why we have representatives uh, in Congress instead of having every individual citizen vote for everything. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work out. Um, I'm hoping that it kind of leads to publishers kind of just doing their own thing because uh, I think E3 is just. It, it, the the fact that they all always have to fit into whatever kind of time slot that E three gives them, and they're having to work around all these other people at the same time. Right. Um, it pro it it probably does kind of screw them over, and I would really kind of prefer it to be more like Nintendo Direct. To be honest, um, I'd kind of prefer to have a slightly more like you know a, a like a where it's edited and there's there's more entertaining things happening you want production of, value yeah i want there to be actual production values instead of just a guy up on stage going ow oh, here at sony we've got all these tv shows lined up for this service that's only available in three cities in the entire country and we know you give a shit because you're paying for it in those three cities you fucking pieces of shit 
Buy it. <laughs> uh, you know... Buy TV and movies through your PlayStation. See, and I, I like the, uh, the way Nintendo did it last year, where they literally had Jim Henson Muppets. Yeah. Which was amazing. Yeah, um, like, Nintendo gets that people don't want a press conference. <laughs> right. They they just want to get all the info about the games. They don't really care about the sales numbers and shit. Yeah, we don't... Or the fucking... Oh, here's what you can do with the Xbox. You can watch TV. Yeah, like, no one, no one cared. You can hook up your cable box to it and... Other stuff. Wait, and th- and have to turn on your fucking PlayStation or your fucking Xbox every time you want to watch TV, because you know that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I, I was I was gonna do that. I was like, I'll just I'll plug my Chromecast into the Xbox, and like I don't have to turn the Xbox on to watch it. Do it? Yeah, I do. So you so you actually plugged your Chromecast into it? Yeah. How did it work? Like like um, did it work well or? I mean, it was it was just like well, actually, the first time I did it, uh, there was something weird going on where like the Chromecast didn't think it was plugged in. I don't think. Oh. Uh, I'm assuming that it's like the way that the Xbox recognizes that something's plugged into the HDMI port, but it was like it was turning the port on and off over and over again. It got really confused, but I got it worked out, and then, I mean, it it was just like having your Chromecast plugged into the TV. It's just. You know, you have to say Xbox Watch TV whenever you want to use the Chromecast. Do you uh, have to? Do you have to say that, or can you go to like a menu? Well, you can. You can. You can okay. just. Uh, uh, there, you can do something with the guide button, or there's also just like a TV app or something. Yeah. See, I have a Connect, but I have it under my bed where it belongs. <laughs> um, it's stored and, away from us. Like it's kind of cool that you can be like Xbox Snap TV. And then control the Chromecast with your phone or whatever. Yeah. But the big problem is that you have to turn the fucking Xbox on to watch anything. You know what? You know what I actually do is I I have my Wii U and I plug that into my Xbox, and then I play the Wii U on the Xbox. I guess that's a thing you can do. I don't. I don't actually do that. Oh, okay. Like I thought about doing that um, with my PS3, uh, and and then later with my PS4, uh, but then I found out that if you plug a 1080p device into it, it has to, uh, it has to uh, downscale it. Yeah. To 720p. To display it on the on the screen, and right? When it does that, and it introduces an ass load of latency. Oh, does so it? So you have to like manually turn the PlayStation down to only output at 720p, and that gets rid of the latency. And then but it's, it's playable. Like, yeah, it, but it's like at that point, you know, if I'm going, if I'm doing that, uh, it's going to look like ass comparatively. Right. right. And. Like, it, all this just to save one input, like, no, it's, it's not worth it. Right. Uh, I haven't actually I also done... have to turn my Xbox on to fucking play the PlayStation, which is stupid. Like, the, if they would just make it to where it, it passed through the Xbox whenever the Xbox was in low power mode, like, that would be fine. Yeah, just a low power pass-through. Yeah. Because, I mean, my little, 
Extreme Cap U3 can do 1080p without any latency. Mm-hmm. And why would the Xbox, which is exponentially more powerful, act, yeah. not be able to do that? Yeah, I don't really know why it has to do that. I don't know either, but we're going to move on. Yeah, because we've been... This is going to be one of those podcasts. This is, this is, so we reported on a story a couple weeks ago. Oh, wait, before we, before we do anything else, because I just remembered, we fucked up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so last week we reported that Fire Emblem for the Japanese version had like a gay conversion thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently that was wrong. Yeah, apparently Kotaku just outright lied about that. Um, it didn't exist. Um, I don't know the details on, like, whether or not they made it up or if they just, like, read it on some other site that got it wrong or what. Or there was, like, a uh, bad translation or something. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, Kotaku, that that whole thing about the, the gay therapy was just wrong. It was an out, outright lie. Yeah. Sadly, the, uh, the petting minigame has actually been removed in the American release, which uh, means that I'm I'm not... I'm not even considering getting it anymore. What is the petting minigame? The petting minigame, um, I, I can't remember what it's, it's a pun of some kind. Um, skinship, that's it. Instead oh, of good. Kinship. Yeah. Um, so, it's a, uh, do you know what Pokemon Ami is? Uh, no. Alright, well in the, in the most recent Pokemon games, um, I think X and Y introduced it. You can, like, pet your Pokemon and, like, give them stuff in this little up-close minigame type thing where they're, like, on the touch screen and you just do whatever you want on the screen. Right. So a lot of people made uh, pretty silly things out of that because you could basically, like, on the more humanoid Pokemon, you'd, like, rub their crotches and shit. Right. And the Pokemon would react to this. Oh, good. That's what I like. There's there's a picture that's been going around that it's I can't even fucking remember what the what the name of the Pokemon is, but he's a humanoid one. And they're like rubbing his crotch. Lucario. It's not Lucario. Oh, okay. It's 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 a Gen One Pokemon. Oh, okay. Um, Hitmonchan. I think it's an evolution of Hitmonchan. I don't think Hitmonchan evolves though. Hitmonlee? I I because there's a Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. Oh no, yeah, no, it's not Hitmonchan. Fucking damn it! Because <laughs> Hitmonchan is Hitmonchan is is Jackie Chan. Yeah, and then stuff. Hitmonlee is Bruce Lee, and he kicks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but in any case, they're poking his crotch, and it looks like he's going like, yeah, yeah, okay. keep. Keep poking my dick. Do it. Uh, Machomp. Oh, that's a, that was my next guess was the the Machoke family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, rub, he's rubbing his balls. And so they're like, so this is acceptable in America, but this where you're literally, it's a way for you to generate relationship points between your character and another character in the Fire Emblem game. Right. Um, and relationships are a huge part of Fire Emblem. Like, they are. You, you have kids, and then the kids will become, like, way more powerful fighters than you currently have. Like, it's it's kind of fucked up in a way. But, um, yeah, so so 
they took out that minigame in Fire Emblem, but they left in the minigame where you can jerk off Machamp. Like, it doesn't make any sense, and a lot of people are pretty upset about it. Well, you know, here's the thing. It's because people get triggered really easily in America. <laughs> I think it's, um, I think that their, their excuse is probably that Pokemon aren't humans, even if they look like humans. Right. And, that makes sense. And, I mean, in Fire Emblem, they're, they're, they're people, and you can rub on the boobies, and that's weird. And, you know, we gotta market this to the kids as fucking, like, tea rated game i think i I, who cares (laughs) it's stupid who gives a shit like it's what kid is gonna play this fucking game series none of them none of them are going to it's too fucking complicated for like a 10 year old it's too complicated for us (laughs) (laughs) like it's a fucking hard game and i'm sorry if you're going to put in your your nintendo direct the scene of the one of the main characters in the bad storyline, she just has big tits, and they're fucking jiggling all over the place. And there's a cutscene where your character in first person just runs right into her chest, face first, and it's like, okay, that's that's the kind of storyline that this is, and that's okay in the West, but yep. but not being able to like do shit like stroking your your fucking waifu's hair and shit no that's that's wrong and weird yeah that's just that's just strange you, you could do that to hatsune miku on the vita but you can't do that in fire emblem you and here's another thing uh another anthropomorphic animal thing you could do that in black and white could you yep you rub your creature's balls oh well that you know they didn't have balls but the area where the ball should be you could yeah. totally rub them. No, well, there's like there's there's that one uh, Pokemon that always looks like a female. Uh, Jinx. That... No, not Jinx. Oh. Um. Green. Hair. <laughs> uh. Fuck. Misty. Oh, uh, god damn it. I'm not going to be able to find her, but it's a it's a Pokemon that this, you, Gardevoir. Oh, I don't know. People make a fucking shit ton of fucking, like, hentai out of, because she, she it just looks like a chick. Mm. Like, it looks like a chick with a really weirdly shaped head. Oh, good. And, like, there's that, and then there's also the one that's that's designed to just be a gothic Lolita chick. Oh, yeah? Like... Like, like they're very human like ones, and you can you could do the fucking Pokemon of me with these with these Pokemon. Yeah, and I don't know why that's not too weird, but but rubbing on waifus is. Yep. Well, <laughs> but but the the point of the story is we fucked up, and yeah, we reported we, on an outright lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, but to be fair, a lot of people did. Yeah, but but we're just correcting the story. Yeah, it's very indicative of how so-called games journalism works, where one reputable site fucks up, and then so does everybody else because you know. <laughs> well, no. we were it was it was Kotaku. Yeah, <laughs> but nobody does any fact checking in this right. field. So. Well, let's not do any more fact checking. Uh, we don't need to because this one's actually real, but it's still the source is still Kotaku. 
But we're going with uh, games politics. Game politics. Uh, FNAF World got pulled from Steam, and the dev is offering refunds. Yep. So that's all right. But here's the kicker. He's saying, hey, anyone who has the game, who bought the game, thank you. I want you to refund it through Steam. When I get the game finished, I will be giving the game away for free, so pick it up then. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. He should have finished the game before he released it. Uh, it's it's not it's not that the game wasn't like finished. It's that he didn't know what he was getting himself into. Right. Um I don't know if you've if you've read anything on the Steam page. Um but there was a lot of like really basic things that he just didn't think of. Like putting item descriptions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of feats. So his quote is, I've never felt I'd released a game too early until now. There are a lot of features that this game should have had before release. Features I, that I was told about but ignored and didn't implement. Features such as being able to see what abilities do during battle. Or being able to see a stats page for your character. These are features that an RPG should have. Yeah, I don't know why... He would have released it in that state. So he is known for releasing games early. He's no, he's known for releasing them very quickly. Right. Well, no, early. Really? Yeah, like uh, the last couple FNAF games. I, I remember there was another FNAF game. I think four was or three. Three. He was supposed to release on Halloween and he released it like a month early. Yeah. And I think that's kind of his M.O., and so he wanted to release it early, and he did, and it was fucked up a little bit. <laughs> uh, but apparently it's, you know, he's working on it, going to make it better, and then going to release it for free. So will you be picking up FNAF World? Yeah, I actually, I was interested in it anyway, so. See, my, my thing about, I don't like the Five Nights at Freddy games, because mm -hmm. I think they're pretty basic and. They boring. are really stupid. Boring. But mm -hmm. I love RPGs, so... Yeah, like, I don't know if you've... Have you seen, like, what uh, this guy, Scott Cawthon, has done previously? Yeah. Yeah, I saw... He wasn't... He did some pretty bad games. He did some really weird shit. Yeah. Um, Along with the weird Christian games. That's cause... that's what I thought. I thought he made some Bible games. Yeah, he made, he made some Bible games. He made what is probably one of the most confusing RPGs I've ever seen. Right. Um, and then he just kind of stumbled on gold with uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. So I think what happened was his character models for a lot of his games, people said, looked like they were fake. Like they looked like uh, they were just wrong, kind of. And the way that they described them the way that they looked, he was like, well, that sounds exactly like I could make like a mascot game. Mm -hmm. And he did that. And it's creepy. And I hate it. Yeah, I um, I I don't like the gameplay in Five Nights at Freddy's very much. There is a surprising amount of thought that has gone into it, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it seems incredibly basic on the surface, but... Uh, if you get into it, like, he actually does put a lot of effort into making the games different 
while right. still having a very similar feel. And uh, I'm actually like kind of into the ridiculous mythos that, that is that is in Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, like, me too. I like the mythos. I don't like the games. Yeah, if that makes like, sense. Like, yeah, I'm I am really impressed that he's managed to build like this kind of world. Uh, and that's why I was kind of interested in the idea of Five Nights at Freddy's World because it was it's a game that actually seems a lot more engaging, and I could definitely see him pulling some crazy stuff with uh, with having more room to work with in terms of like gameplay and story. Right. I I believe I'm going to be getting this game. Well, it's and, free. So. Well, yeah, it's free, and I like RPGs, and I would like to see like an actual story. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, but I haven't heard anything about the, the story with Five Nights at Freddy's World, actually. I haven't heard, heard all anything. I, all I know is that you are Freddy and the rest. Yeah. And um, I know that it does the the somewhat cliched thing with indie games, at least, where it, it starts out being pretty, pretty happy and... and fun and then it gets dark over time dun 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 (laughs) yeah it's the that basic idea is pretty played out but uh if anybody i feel can can take something like that and make it kind of fresh i think that scott Cawthon can just because the mythos is so interesting possibly And, and he's genuinely like really creative yeah he is and he is probably a millionaire now because of uh, these games, more than likely. I mean, if not for the, just the games alone, but the movie deal that he did with uh, was it Fox? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that they gave him quite a lot of money. So the only problem is they need to release that movie quickly. Yeah, the hype's gonna die pretty. That's pretty that's, soon. and I think that's kind of why he just releases things so fast. Yeah, so the hype doesn't have a chance to die. Well, it's it's going to die eventually, no matter how many games he puts out. Right. And how quickly they do. But he's like, I might as well put out as many games in the shortest time frame that I can to mm. maximize my profit and then live the rest of my life just making different games, like Bible games or something. <clears throat> something he's really passionate about. Well, he, um, <laughs> he, he has said uh, before that um, he believes that God put him on this earth to make these games, all of them. So Oh. Yep. So God wants Five Nights at Freddy's to be a phenomenon. God wants people to shit their pants. Good. (laughs) On Twitch. Right. Uh, In an exaggerated and obnoxious way. Yes, exactly. That's my problem with with people who play those games on Twitch, is they're like, oh my god! My my 12-year-old sister is is not Mm. as freaked out by those games as everyone else is. Okay, good. And your 12-year-old sister is smarter than them, probably, too. Yes. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to Canada. You want to go to Canada? Yeah. Uh, apparently, we, we reported on a story a couple weeks ago, so this is just an update on said story. So there was a teenager, 17, that charged $8,000 on his dad's credit card <laughs> to FIFA. And I don't know, were you here that day? No, I think we reported on your birthday. The the time you weren't here. Um it could be. Yeah, I think I think it was uh Parallax Abstraction and Connor were here. 
Well, if yeah, if uh, yeah, if that if that <clears throat> guy was here, then yeah, I wasn't here. I haven't spoken to him yet. Right. So apparently, the Microsoft's main thing is, and this is pretty much a staple all throughout, pretty much everywhere. Is yeah, no refunds, mm-hmm. and I mean no refunds on DLC content like that. Uh, you know, Steam's kind of going a different way where they're allowing you to do refunds now, uh, but for like the first 14 days. But if you do any in-game purchases or purchases or anything, you're kind of boned. So that was their their case in point. Their their main thing that they said when the, Lance Perkins uh, called up Microsoft and they're like, "Yep, yeah, sorry, no refunds on that. You you bought it." But apparently, uh, Microsoft, because of all the commotion and all the publicity and stuff of this, they're like, yeah, we'll offer you the refund. Yeah, that is literally the only reason that this happened. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, sometimes in a situation like that, you've got to say, hey, I need to talk to a supervisor. I need to talk to somebody higher up because I need these to be taken away somehow. Or at least split in half or something. Something done where they could reverse the charges. Mm-hmm. And most places will allow you to talk to a supervisor, and the supervisor has more privileges than the uh, than the lower-ranking employees, so they're able to do stuff. So uh, he, this guy went online and said something to the effect of, I don't want, I'll never own an Xbox product ever again, because my son, who's 17... Yeah. Doesn't know how money works. Mm. And so I'm blaming Microsoft, not my son, who did the $8,000 in charges on my credit card. So I don't really, I mean, I think I would have, if I was with Microsoft, I would have said, yeah, if you did it, sorry, bye. But mm. Microsoft wanted better publicity. Yeah. So they reversed the charges. I remember this happened. <clears throat> I uh, there was a. It, I was reading a story last year about a man who had dial-up internet still, and for some reason, his dial-up internet, when he went on the internet one month, decided not to call the local provider, like it should have. It decided to call. I believe somewhere in like the UK. Oh. So he had like $20,000 or $26,000 in charges because of long distance calling. And he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so he decided, or he called them up and they did the same thing. They're like, hey, sorry, it's your fault. And he's like, not my fucking fault. And eventually they actually did reverse the charges and charge him his normal fee. But, you know, usually these companies will say no refund. And then after you bitch enough, they'll be like, whatever, a one-time refund. Yeah. This <clears throat> is a one-time thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's never actually that, but, you know. This this article that we're linking to, which is, in again, in Game Politics, uh, I just want to read this little line because I think it's funny. It says, 
Uh, Perkins claims that a 17-year-old son thought it was a one-time charge for all the things he bought. And then this is the editor. His note says, Why would he possibly think that is anyone why why would possibly think that is anyone's guess considering the things you buy in game have a price next to them yeah like the the, the kid obviously went ah shit oh I fucked up oh oh and the credit card company wouldn't reverse the charges um and microsoft wouldn't reverse the charges mm-hmm. at the time on Unle- the the credit card company would have reversed the charges though if he charged his son with fraud. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's, that's the thing. It's like, it, 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 what he did wasn't, like, like, Microsoft didn't do anything wrong here. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, I, I think that this is kind of indicative of uh, what's wrong with the whole microtransaction thing. Like, it can be confusing for some people, and right. they can also just get carried away with not realizing how much they're buying. Right. And my nephew did it with my sister's cell phone. He charged her uh, $80 once on her cell phone in video games. On, And, uh, you and... know, he, he knew what he was doing, and so when he came home, like, my sister freaked out because she, text, she was texting me and talking to me. And so I took his phone, and I hid it from him, and he came home, and he's like, hey, where's my phone? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're not getting that back. You have to wait until your mom comes home. And he just looked at me like the, ah, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he did. He was eight at the time, and he knew what he did. Yeah. So this 17-year-old, I don't know that I was charged. You're stupid. You're stupid yeah. thinking. It, you're either stupid thinking that, it was a one-time charge, or you're stupid thinking that we're going to buy that bullshit. So, um, I, I, I don't. I also don't want to be like. I don't want to make it sound like I'm. I'm on this kid's side. Um, really, if anything, it's. It's it's not the entirely the adult's fault, right? Um, because the he said the you know he, he gave it to the kid in case of some kind of emergency. Right. Which, honestly, you know, he's 17. He should have the responsibility to be like, okay, this card is for, like, if I need gas and I'm stranded somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it didn't work out that way. Um, But, you know, I I don't know. Well, and... it's, It's such a complicated thing, and... Why would you give your son a $10,000 or more credit card? That's kind of, yeah, like, <laughs> like why I, does it have this kind of credit limit on it? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because I, I would think being like, hey, I want a, a $1,000 credit card in case of emergencies. Yeah. Cause I, or, or just, like, getting, a, getting like, a prepaid credit card or a prepaid debit card or um, you know, a, a savings card, something like that, where you can load it. Right. Uh, like a green dot card. Uh, or a Google Wallet card. That's what uh, my parents gave my sister, a Google Wallet card. If she wants money, they can load it on the card, and then she just has that on there. It's just a MasterCard. Right. And she can't overspend on it, because if she tries to spend money that doesn't exist, it just denies it. Good. See, something like that. Because you... How many people don't have cell phones nowadays? 
A lot, actually. A lot of people don't have cell phones. But how many normal people do you know that don't have access to a phone most of the time? So if the son got in trouble, he could call up his dad and be like, Hey, Dad, I need 50 bucks for gas or something. Yeah. And then go buy a tequila or something. I don't know. what I don't know what 17-year-olds in Canada do. <laughs> so you can, It's something where you can leave it on the card. Like, put 100 bucks on the card and just leave it on there. Right. But giving him giving him something that even has the ability to have an $8,000 credit limit. I don't have an $8,000 credit limit. Uh, do you? I, I think mine's like six. I have 35 and then 25. So I'd like 6,000, yeah. Yeah, the the only reason that mine's as high as it is is because they just keep raising it and I'm like, I don't I want it. Mine does that too. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't want it. I have two credit cards too. And then I have a freaking loan out, so. Yeah, I'm, Yay. I'm closing my one account and kind of open an actual credit card account. That's probably for the best. Oh yeah, cuz it's just an Amazon store card, so. Oh, okay. It's it's pretty worthless, honestly. But... Can you only buy stuff at Amazon though? Yes. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, it, it was, I got it because I wanted something that would help me build credit. Right. And I couldn't get approved for an actual credit card at the time because I had literally no credit history. And now it's just stuck there because I still owe $1,000 on it. GameStop keeps trying to uh, give me a credit card. Yeah, they do that to me every time I go over there. And I'm like, no, just give me the fucking Amiibo. Okay? <laughs> I don't want to put the $20 Amiibo on a credit card. <laughs> I don't want that shame. <laughs> I'm not that fucking poor. <laughs> uh, let's move on. We've, we've pretty much discussed this. <laughs> the stupidity of this. Uh, and we have to talk about the stupidity of something else. Mm. Pikachu. Oh, Actually, right. this game looks awesome. Yes. Detective Pikachu. Apparently, Pikachu is voice acted? Yes, by, like, just a guy. Um, so, it's like Sherlock P Pikachu. Yeah, like, he even has a little Sherlock hat and everything. It's amazing. And, he, and he's voiced by, like, a deep-voiced dude where it's like, hey, I'm Pikachu. <laughs> he, like, he, like, talks to another Pikachu at one point, and then the other Pikachu just goes, Pikachu! <laughs> so, I guess he's like a Meowth. That's what I was thinking. He's like Meowth. Yeah. So, I don't, I, I don't know what to say about this game, but I... I want it. I, I, I'll say that much. It's for the 3DS, though, and I can't play it. I would I would honestly probably consider like finding a used 2DS or something. See, I already had a 2DS and I sold it. Well, good fucking job. Um but you know, I would play the 3DS or 2DS more or even pretty much any handheld console if they had like audio and video out so I could play it on my friggin' TV. Yeah, either that or if I like ever rode public transportation. Yeah. Like, if I lived in a city or something, I would totally play it, like, on the bus or something like that. But this game looks amazingly weird. Yes, like, I want the shit out of it. Like, I, I want I want it to be like, like, somebody stole his uh, fucking, I don't know, Charmander. 
We gotta track him down. So Detective Pikachu's on the case, motherfucker. <laughs> so there's Detective Pikachu, which you can click on the link below. Detective Pikachu is what it says, and you look at some screenshots. They're amazing. And there's a petition going on for Detective Pikachu where they want Danny DeVito to be the voice of Detective Pikachu, which I signed. I signed the petition (laughs) (laughs) because Danny DeVito is Detective Pikachu. It's never going to happen. Let's just put that out there right now. And if it does, Danny DeVito is the man. I don't think it would be DeVito that would be standing in the way of that. I think he'd I think he'd do it like easily. But Probably. It, it's just that Nintendo Nintendo like has a limit on how cool they're gonna be and their limit is much below that. <laughs> uh I would also settle for Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Tired of these motherfucking mouths in my motherfucking alleyway. Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> I, I don't know. He's, it's just a squirtle. I mean, is it, does the squirtle look like a bitch? That would be amazing. Uh, now I just need Samuel L. Jackson to be in everything. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I wouldn't have a problem with if he was in everything. Yeah. Especially as his character from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. But yeah, I, there's not much to say about Detective Pikachu other than it's amazing. Yeah, it's coming out in Japan on the 3rd. So... It'll be in America never. No, it's coming to America. Good. We just don't know when. It'll probably be like holiday season. Right. So let's move on to our last most annoying story. Senators are telling the FCC that Americans don't need 25 megabytes... Bits, megabits per second broadband. Now, a while back, last year, the FCC said that broadband should be labeled as 25 megabits per second and 3 megabits per second up. And what that means is that any internet provider who says we provide broadband internet has to provide 25 megabits per second down and 3 up. Otherwise, they do not classify as broadband internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, you know, there's a the provider that I go through, which is Bend Broadband. If they didn't provide this, which they do, if they didn't provide that, then they would still be called Bend Broadband because that's their name, but they wouldn't be able to claim that they have broadband internet. Uh, so I'd like to know what they would be called in that situation. Just an internet provider, basic like internet, high speed or something. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I I think it would be called just basic internet. Is if you look on internet sites like uh, Ben Broadman, Crestview Cable, those are the ones around me, or Cox or um, Comcast stuff like that. Uh, I think they call it like the the low one point five, like just basic internet, something like that. Now, mm, yeah. Uh. So senators are some of the senators are like, well, what we shouldn't have to have twenty five megabits per second internet. Now keep in mind, there this is six senators. That's true. Republican all, senators. Yeah, and all of them are Republican. And I, I, 
I may be, maybe, maybe we're getting into politics and I don't like doing this, but I'm thinking maybe possibly the internet companies <laughs> might have provided them some campaign funds. Why would you ever think that? I don't know. It's not like our political system is corrupt or anything. <laughs> no, this is a democracy, okay? Yeah, we vote for who we want to vote for. Yeah. As long as it's between these two people. <laughs> we vote for who we, who we... Who do you hate the least? Exactly. Do you hate the robotic bitch? Or do you hate the billionaire dumbass? <laughs> I like Bernie. Yeah. Vote Bernie. Uh, so what's your thought on this? What do you, what do you think about 25, three megabits per second? I think that that is a pretty good, uh, baseline. Um, there really is, I think, a need for a lot more regulation in the, uh, in the field of the internet. Um, what companies sell people as broadband internet uh, currently varies so goddamn widely because uh, you get like those satellite internet providers that don't discuss any of their disadvantages they just go it's broadband internet you get like one fucking megabit down yeah and, like a quarter of a megabit up and a hundred millisecond ping yeah or a thousand millisecond ping sorry yeah and nobody knows what any of that shit even means for one like right. like we do oh but, yeah the typical person, like old people, they're just gonna go. As I get the, though I get to see the pictures of my kids, and it's like that's it. Uh, if you have baselines like this, where you can say broadband is good, which is twenty-five-three, I would say that that's the minimum to call it good. Right. Um, I I think that that's that's a good base point. Um, and we also need something like this that forces internet companies basically to, to meet this, this basic point because let's, it's widely recognized at this point that no broadband provider, no internet provider out there really has to deal with competition. Of any well, kind. and then that's because they're creating monopolies. Right. Uh, that's, the, the problem is that that, that you, they can stick with, like AT&T, for example, uh, in some areas, even around here, uh, their fastest internet that they provide is like 10 down. Oh, wow. Uh, um, I mean, my family used to pay $60 a month to get three down. That is terrible. Yes. For the same price, I get 100 down and four up right. because we're going through a cable company. So being able to to basically set this this bottom tier of decent speed is something that needs to happen so that the overall uh, infrastructure, the internet infrastructure in the country, can improve with that. So that so that we can go, it's ten times faster than the baseline broadband speed, stuff like that. Like this only helps everybody, and trying to cripple that is is disgusting honestly it's just it's just so that the internet providers that want to be lazy assholes can continue to be lazy assholes and be cheap motherfuckers about it and keep going well it's five megabit down you can watch a netflix and like 
that's stupid. It's right. it's stupid and pathetic considering we're supposed to be one of the like top ten countries in the world, and we have like top one hundred tier internet speeds. Typically. Right. We're number. Th- what number are we? In the- uh, I know we're not. We're not super high. We're not even in the top ten. Well, no, because our internet structure sucks. And here's something I hate, and you mentioned it earlier, is that cable companies don't, internet companies really don't have competition. As of January 8th of last year, we were 17th. Okay. So, they don't, you mentioned they don't have competition, and I will tell you a story explaining how I know this for a fact that here, even even in Podunk, Central Oregon, I called up Ben Broadband because I used to live in a place called Prineville, and as you can expect, Prineville doesn't have the greatest internet. <laughs> I I don't know what would give you that. Maybe the name being Prineville. <laughs> so I there was Crestview Cable, and I knew that Ben Broadband had gone and laid down fiber lines for businesses. And so my thought was, okay, they're laying down lines. That's good. That means that maybe they'll take their internet and they'll split off from that and allow people in Prineville to have internet. Silly me. (laughs) So I called up Ben Broadband and I was like, hey, just curious. Uh, I, I know you guys have the business internet here. I was wondering if you potentially are going to be releasing consumer internet to kind of compete with Crestview. And they called me back and left a message and were like, oh, no, we're not going to do that. We we know that Crestview Cable's already there, and so we're not going to move into that territory. And I'm like, but, but don't you want money? And they're like, no, no. No, we secretly have an agreement with them to not move in on their territory because we are literally the mafia. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, I know Time Warner and Comcast do that, and though they're terrible internet too, um, yeah. it's it's very upsetting. And then every time something like this happens, every time a bill passes like this with the twenty megabit per second internet, uh, every time we have net neutrality come in and they want to regulate the internet to actually make it better, mm-hmm. the the cable companies throw money trying to get these bills basically shot down. They, yeah. they sue them. They take them. I know with net neutrality, they're trying to take it to the Supreme Court. Yeah. If they haven't already. And it's... It's, it's like... It, it, <laughs> I don't know why it's so hard for so many people to be like, huh, maybe a free market economy like isn't 100% viable, you know, for as far as for every individual out there. Like maybe we don't need everything to be totally unregulated. Maybe that's a bad idea. Right. And uh, we have certain basic needs like like what if this was was how water worked? You know? Well, yeah, that's that's what they did with Internet is they labeled it as a, uh, what is it, a class two? A utility. Um, util- yeah, basically as a utility, which is like 
class two something. Yeah. And they they say it needs to be a utility. It has to be regulated. I personally think that every town should have fiber internet provided like they do water. Yeah. Like by, you know, you live in town, you can get city internet and it's gigabit internet. Yeah. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't even really cost all that much over like with how much that would improve our country's uh, economical infrastructure. Right. It would probably pay for itself over a matter of decades. Yeah. Like, but they don't do that. I know Japan has like gigabit. I think they have gigabit internet, but at least 100 meg internet just throughout the entire country. Now they're, the country is a lot smaller, <laughs> but you know, that's, so there's a lot less land that needs to be covered with the fiber. Well, I, I have a, uh, I have the Akamai 2015 rankings mm-hmm. of countries by internet speed. Um, United States is number 15. Our average internet speed is 12.6 megabits per second uh, down. Okay. Um, and who's, who's number one? Number one is South Korea. <laughs> South Korea's average connection speed is 20.5 megabits per second down. See, and that's not much. I mean, that is higher, but I guess that's average. So that's yeah, even averaging the super low ones. Like, see, here's, here's the sick shit, though, is that you compare the United States. They, they also have these other breakdowns where it's uh, the percentage of the country that's above four megabits per second. The United States is at 80% on that. Realize that that means one-fifth of the country is on internet speeds under 4 megabits per second down. And there is no other country, like, I'm looking at this list, and the only other countries that are in that state, like, that have 80% or under, are Ireland... Uh, France. Uh, <laughs> I want to say Australia's got to be there. Uh, where the hell even is Australia? This I copied it. Uh, Australia, Australia is on the other Australia, side. Australia, 72% of them are uh, over 4 megabit per second. They're number 31 on the, on the list. But uh, the top countries are South Korea, Sweden, Norway, Switzerland, Hong Kong. Netherlands, Japan, uh, Finland, Czech Republic, Denmark, Romania, United Kingdom, Belgium, and then the United States. You know, I'm noticing a lot of a lot of similarities between a lot of those countries. First uh, off, they're all a lot of them are Asian, uh, but most a lot of, of them, them are, are also Scandinavian and socialists. <laughs> yeah, that too. A lot of them are. It's almost like socialism. <laughs> Is a good thing. I mean, these are also all, almost all of them are countries that have free health care um, and a high level of government regulation, but also a high level of individual happiness among citizens. Um, you know, people, people, whenever they think of Korea, they always think of North Korea, but South Korea is really not in that terrible of a state. No. Um, I do know one guy that is from South Korea who said that it's actually kind of scary sometimes. Um, especially if you live up near the, uh, the border. Oh yeah. I can imagine, <clears throat> especially like, when, cause there's armed guards just everywhere. Yeah. 
but places like Sweden, Norway, Switzerland, uh, the Netherlands especially, like, not not all that bad off. Right. Uh, all things considered. And look at that. They're, you know, the top five fucking countries for, for internet. Yeah, it's almost like we should be socialists. I know, I know, I it's controversial, and <clears throat> uh, if anyone listened to my podcast, they'd be like, ah, ah, you cannot vote for Bernie Sanders, but seriously, vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> even even if he doesn't win the primary, vote for Bernie Sanders. I know like, I will. I'm, I'm writing him in. Yeah. And I highly expect that if he doesn't win the primary, Hillary Clinton's going to win if... if if he doesn't win the primary, because no one's gonna, no one in their right mind's gonna vote for Trump. A lot of people will vote for Trump, but not enough people will. Right. Um, and nobody in their right mind would vote for Trump. But here's the thing: I think that if Bernie Sanders doesn't win the primary, he will have the highest amount of write-ins of anyone ever. Uh yeah, probably. Because there's such a big amount of people that want Bernie Sanders to win that mm-hmm. are our age and are willing to write him in and say, yeah, I want Bernie Sanders to win because I, I don't feel comfortable voting for Hillary Clinton or Trump. Yeah. And I mean, you also got to keep in mind, Hillary Clinton uh, is more than likely going to be indicted by the FBI uh, before the primaries happen. This so is true. This is true as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely gonna be interesting this year in politics. I like how we ended up here after you said earlier, like, I don't like to get political, you know? I don't like to get political, but this, this whole thing has to do with our government being like, hey, we don't think our, our, we don't think that the majority of our country deserves certain rights. Yeah. They they don't think that we should have twenty five megabits per second, even though, and that's not even that's <clears throat> not even what the what the FCC is wanting to do. They just want to dictate that this is what broadband means. Right. Like they they're not even saying that you have to meet this. They're just saying that you can't call it broadband if it is slower than this, which I think should be fine. Like that's not even they're not they're not forcing anybody to do anything other than they're just setting rules, and that that fucking the, the these senators are are getting all butthurt about it just because well now we have several companies that pay us that are gonna complain because oh no people are gonna get mad because we aren't actually giving them decent speeds at all. It it's annoying and yeah. stupid. <laughs> and twenty five megs isn't even that much. No, it's really not. It's it's pretty slow. It's not super slow. No, it's you, it's definitely livable. You can live off. I mean, a few people could live off of it. Yes, if you it, needed it, to. Especially like people who just do, you know, people who just watch YouTube and Netflix, they can totally deal with twenty five and three. We couldn't. We could, but. The average, the average person, I think that that's a perfectly acceptable baseline. Fucking, I want Google Fiber, and well, yeah, of course we do. And I, I want to be able to host my own servers <laughs> on my local network and still have bandwidth to spare. But hey, I gotta, I gotta move to another state to get that. Yeah, uh, you want to move to Texas? No, 
I don't know. I was I was thinking about it honestly. Uh. The the area that they have the fiber in is actually like a highly liberal area of Texas. Oh, okay. So I'd be okay with that. Um, Austin, I believe. Yeah. And I, that's I where know Angry that, Joe lives. But I don't like Angry Joe. Oh. He's all right. Uh, it's just he takes uh, himself too seriously. He takes himself too seriously, and he um. I don't like it. I I don't mind characters because obviously I watch the Nostalgia Critic and Angry Video Game Nerd. What I don't like is when people are trying to come off as themselves, but are obviously a character. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it, it, the the line between him and his character blurs way too way too much. Right, and so I I don't care for him, but I do uh, I do know some people that live in Austin, Texas, <clears throat> so that would be fun. Uh, but I know they're thinking about putting it in Portland as well, which. I I I'd probably live in the in the northwest. I don't think that'd be too bad. It's uh you know it's actually really nice up here in Portland. It's not too bad. It doesn't snow very much there. Yeah. It rains a lot. It doesn't very it doesn't snow a lot. So it snows more here than it does up there. Which we're it, in the desert. It can't be that much worse than here in the Midwest where like we'll just what we'll be fucking 70 degrees one weekend and the next weekend we get 5 inches of snow. Yep, that happens here too. <laughs> so we like uh oh man the weather here is so crazy sometimes but let's not talk about that you know what we should talk about how to whore myself oh yeah you didn't do that last week no i forgot uh so you can catch me on twitch at www.twitch.tv forward slash reaton links below all the links i'm going to be talking about are below except for a row because i don't like him uh fuck yeah. Follow me on Twitter at www.twitter.com forward slash Reeton. Uh, I have Hitbox down there. You can follow me if you want. I never go on there. I never actually stream on there. But you can buy stuff from Green Man Gaming with the link below. If you buy stuff and you never bought anything before from Green Man Gaming using that link below, I get 5% of the revenue. If you have bought stuff from Green Man Gaming and you're just buying another thing for 30 or 40 bucks or whatever, I get 2% of the profit. So it's not a ton of money, but you put $100 in and use my little link down there, I get $2. It's something. Hey, if you you buy enough games uh, through that, then hey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then there's Aroa. You can follow him at www.twitter.com forward slash Aroa. Or is it Aroa1337? It's Aroa on Twitter. Okay, Twitter is Aroa. YouTube is Aroa1337. Uh, Twitch is just Aroa. No, that's 1337 as well. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> well, it, it was Aroa was already taken on some of them, and some of them require at least six characters for their name. Oh, it's okay. Like, yeah. So, uh, thank you for being here this week, Aroa. That's uh, no problem. Next week, I think we're going to have Parallax Abstraction here, hopefully. All right, hopefully I'll actually be here that time. One last thing I want to talk about before we go, even though I already hoard myself, is have you watched the movie we're going to be reviewing? Nope. Yeah, me neither. Um, But we actually have permission. Oh, right, yeah. So I asked the the guy on Twitter, saw that I mentioned the the director of uh, the movie that we're going to be watching and reviewing. Actually liked the tweet that we mentioned his movie in and i said hey 
would it be okay if we if we did a like a YouTube style review like nostalgia credit type thing with that movie? And his response was absolutely, <laughs> and that's it. But that's permission. So yep. we have the director's consent to rip on his movie. Isn't that always isn't that always cool? Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've, if you've well, you've had that with a couple of creators, right? Because one of the one of the guys that I play his music on my stream, uh, I actually got permission from him on Twitter to uh, to do that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, he he actually told me to pirate his music if I uh, couldn't afford it, um, <laughs> and to and to have my friends pirate his music because he'd rather have people listening to it than than not. That's so. you know a lot of creators are like that. A lot of video game developers are like that actually. Not the companies that develop the games. But the people who make the games, yeah, they say, hey, if you can't afford it, we understand. We would prefer you to buy it. And if you're in a country where you cannot buy the game, pirate it. Mm -hmm. Because how are you going to play the game otherwise, right? I mean, and you could import, but... And there's a lot of them where it's... A lot of, a lot of cases, it's like, if you pirate the game, you'll tell your friends who don't pirate things to buy that game. And and then they make sales out of that. Right. I did that with Dragon Age Origins. I was I pirated it. Was like, man, this game is awesome, and I bought it. Yeah, I actually I uh, I told John to get it, um, and he uh, well he he ended up renting it, but so they didn't get any money out of it. But oh, okay. You know, he wouldn't have played it otherwise, and he really liked it. Uh, I I ended up buying it years later. For like uh, seven dollars. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah I think it, it it wasn't even ten I don't think, um but yeah. All right, so I am gonna leave now. <laughs>